the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. All right, it's a fantastic Friday. Friday before the greatest heterosexual holiday this country's ever produced, Father's Day. So let's have a good time. You know what I mean, Squirrel? I mean, there's a lot going on. The American people are very depressed. After all, we've never been this close to World War III. It's never been more obvious that the corrupt moron in the White House not only has dementia, but we've had the evidence for years of what Joe Biden was. But let's have some fun, shall we? Because there's been some great comedic writers throughout history. I mean, great. Mel Brooks. What are you you interrupting me for? Oh, what do you mean I can't prove it? Of course I can prove it. Everybody knows it. Even they're stumbling on the evidence that we knew about years ago, but they pretend is new. If this is all true about a sitting president when he was vice president, influence peddling, accepting money from uh, foreign nationals so that he could turn around and and, and make changes in policy uh, for America so he could pocket the money. If that's true, why isn't he impeached already? By the way, those are all the allegations. I've been talking about since we had the election year before this idiot stole it. Um, And this is something that Peter Schweitzer was writing about when he was the vice president. I mean, this is evidence we've all known and the government's had it and they protected the mafia because they like the scam, too. By the way, big support for Joe Biden all among labor extortion mafias called the union hierarchy. Not the workers. The workers get ripped off, but the hierarchy gets the kickbacks. But the workers, then again, never make half a million a year with expense accounts, drive around in Buick Roadmasters and eat cream puffs. But the ones who vote for Democrats do. And if it's true that the FBI is doing nothing about it, why isn't Christopher Wray on his heels as well? Uh, those are great questions I ask every day. Look, Christopher Wray uh, has no control over the FBI. One thing that I've learned from dealing with Grassley's whistleblowers is that this is an, a, an organization in disarray. No one has confidence in leadership at the top. Disarray. That, that accent just gives me a headache. Disarray. That must be hillbilly speak for corruption. That must be hillbilly speak for a bureaucracy that is similar to the KGB than the American FBI of yesteryear. That's what he means. You have bureaucrats, deep state bureaucrats who are running the show. They're partisan. They want to get Donald Trump. Uh, They don't care what Joe Biden does because Joe Biden can be controlled. So we have issues with the FBI, but my investigation is about following the money. We're going to continue to follow the money. And, Maria, I can assure you there's more money that we're going to be able to identify that, that was transferred between foreign nationals in other countries. Now, this is my favorite part, Squirrel. This is my favorite part because this is like that third world banana republic stuff. I've always said, beware the roach Democrat preaching socialism in a $6,000 suit. They're virtually everywhere. Just look at them. But when you really think of the staggering sums of money and the lifestyle of these American oligarchs, 
That doesn't come cheap, Squirrel. You know, we were way short. I think I remember, didn't we allude on this show that he stole hundreds of millions, much like Mike Manigan, the short-in-the-pants yard gnome with the castle in Ireland with the short countertops? Uh, we're starting to find out I was kind of right. And the Biden family, this is going to be hard for Joe Biden to explain, and it's not going to go away. This is going to be an issue. And I think eventually the mainstream media will, will turn on Joe Biden and start asking the real questions. What did your family do to receive all this money? What number are you up to now? How much have you identified of the money he's taken in from foreign? We have more bank. We have more bank records coming in, but I, but we're going to exceed 10 million this okay. week. Right. And I think we'll get up between 20 and 30 million dollars. Okay. Thank you. Don't stop till you get to 200, because you got to remember how long this whore has been in office. It's quite a long time. And the Department of Justice, um, they're not on the case. In the meantime, let's have a laugh. Shall we have a laugh? So there's a comedic writer posing as a senator. His name, I can't search it. He's not on the video. He's not mentioned in the clip. However, forget about Steve Martin. Forget about Mel Brooks. Forget about Red Skelton. Forget about even Danny Kaye. This guy. This is comedy. Earlier today, some uh, com- some comments about uh, the uh, tragic uh, accident in uh, 995. And if you want to make it. See, now the trick in Comedy Squirrel is you take a, a real tragic event and you make levity. You you inject some humor to, you know, lighten the atmosphere. So he took this horrific accident where I believe we found two people are dead in the tragic fire of a truck exploding. But now look at what the comedic genius does. He turns it into one of the greatest Fun moments in the U.S. Senate history. Comments with respect to that, feel, feel free you're recognized. Uh, no, I, I, I uh, would, would, would just um, really like to, you know, the 95, 95, 95, you know. Um, <laughs> it's okay to laugh. <laughs> this is all intentional. This is great comedic. This is, this is comedy. This is funnier than any Saturday Night Live in the last... 20 years. You know, obviously, the, you know, you're pretty much preoccupied with, with 95, and I, know, I certainly am too, and we know it's a major uh, eatery, not, not just for, for Pennsylvania, but for... The Is it an eatery? Eatery? I don't know what the hell he's saying. Nobody does. The East, the East Coast. Uh-huh. And a lot of Pennsylvanians are worried that the delays and repairs... Oh, you think I'm making fun of it? I'm not making fun of it. The idiots who want you to believe this is normal is making fun of it. Bring to its standstill deal. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Let's just put a post-it note on everybody's desk in the Senate. No more questions to Fetterman that he hasn't had days to prepare for. Because that didn't go good. That didn't go good at all. But it, it really didn't go good pretty much anywhere these, uh, these idiots were speaking. Look, I find it outrageous that of all the industries in America... Uh-huh. By the way, I've been doing this a long time. Uh-huh. I know I don't look that old, I know. <laughs> I'm a little under 103. And your pants are wet. Now, as you, some of you know, I'd usually come down and say hi to all of you. They'd tell me there's a storm coming in. Is that right? It's still, is that still the deal? Uh-huh. That's the truth. Now, don't make a lie. As that, uh, that scene in the John Wayne movie, don't make me a dog-faced lion pony soldier. Here he is, uh, Commander-in-Chief. And somebody gave him 
$130 million. It wasn't because of his brains. It wasn't because they wanted his opinion. It's because they like when he destroys our country and enriches theirs. Now, that is something that the Department of Justice should be on. They should have been on this. It's true. Good morning, everyone. Here with me today, our Associate Attorney General, Vanita Gupta, okay, Assistant Gupta. Attorney General for Civil Rights, Kristen Clark, and uh-huh. First Assistant United States Attorney, Ann Bilson. Excellent. I also want to acknowledge Mayor Jacob Fry, Hi. Council President Andrea Jenkins, Community no Safety Commissioner Cedric Alexandra, Alexander, and That's Police Chief one. Brian O'Hara. That's a lazy Thank you all for joining us today. On May 25th, 2020, George Floyd was killed at the hands of a law enforcement officer who was sworn to protect him. As Mr. Floyd died, other officers failed to intervene. The Justice Department has since convicted four former Minneapolis police officers for their roles in the death of George Floyd. As I told George Floyd's family this morning, his death has had an irrevocable impact on the Minneapolis community, on our country, and on the world. His loss is still (laughs) felt deeply by those who loved and knew him. His drug dealer had to sell his car. And by many who did not. George George Floyd, sober three years now, Squirrel. Floyd should be alive today. Shortly after I was sworn in as Attorney General, I announced that the Justice Department had opened a separate civil investigation into whether the Minneapolis Police Department, the MPD, and the city of Minneapolis engage in a pattern or practice of unconstitutional or unlawful policing. Any, anybody want to bet how this investigation went? Think about uh, the Soviet Union circa 1960, if they were looking into anything. How did those come out? Pretty much the way that they wanted to benefit the Soviet Union. The Department of Justice has concluded that there is reasonable cause to believe that the Minneapolis Police Department and the city of Minneapolis engaged in a pattern or practice of conduct that violates the First and Fourth Amendments of the United States Constitution. Hasn't the entire government been doing that to each and every one of us for the last three years? Feels like that, doesn't it, Squirrel? There is also reasonable cause to believe that they engage in conduct that violates Title VI of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, the Safe Streets Act, and the Americans with Disabilities Act. Specifically, we found that MPD and the city of Minneapolis engages in a pattern or practice of using excessive force, unlawfully discriminating against black and Native American people in enforcement activities, violating the rights of people engaged in protected speech, and discriminating against people with behavioral disabilities and responding to them when responding to them in crisis. My favorite part is when he said, you'd be all better off if he lived longer. George Floyd has a rap sheet, and I'm going to remind you guys of it again today. He was arrested for delivery of a controlled substance. He was arrested and put into jail. He was arrested for theft. He was arrested for theft again. He spent 10 months and 10 days in jail. He was arrested for failure to identify. He spent 15 days in jail. He was again arrested for possession of a controlled substance, less than one gram of cocaine. He was then arrested for trespassing, no forcible entry. He was arrested for delivery of a controlled substance. He was arrested for possession with intent to manufacture or distribute another 30 months in jail total. He was arrested for aggravate, aggravated robbery with a dangerous and deadly weapon. And that has really got to be 
the most significant arrest for me because of how sick what he did was. Ready? Here's a statement. At this time, a black Ford Explorer pulled up in front of the complainant's residence. The complainant that we're talking about, the woman, had somebody knock on her door and say that they were from the water department. And then that person forced their way into her home. And then a Ford Explorer pulled up. And there were five other black males that exited this vehicle and proceeded to the front door. The largest of these suspects forced his way into the residence. This is George Floyd. Forced his way into the residence, placed a pistol against the complainant's abdomen and forced her into the living room area of the residence. The large suspect then proceeded to search the residence while another armed suspect guarded the complainant who was struck in the head and side areas by the second armed suspect with his pistol after she screamed for help. I should also mention that there was a toddler in the residence at the time that this happened, a toddler that was traumatized by what George Floyd did, a woman who was traumatized by what George Floyd did. Various people who were traumatized throughout the life of George Floyd. He left a... And it's all in. We got to go to commercial. Otherwise, we could talk about the rapes and the porno and the whole rest of it. But Merrick Garland and the American Democrat Party, they decided the problem here was the police department. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free. On the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Oh, Papa was a Rolling Stone squirrel. George Floyd, Rolling Stone. Oh, yeah. Like beating drugs, like the drugs. Yeah. A couple times accused of rape. Big on the burglary, huh? Like stealing stuff. I believe the reason they were called, he passed a Confederate $20 bill. Huh? Then all of a sudden, bust out lives matter. Took over the world. You know, and I'll never stop fighting for you, I promise you. Because fighting for you, by the way, I love when people say, well, why do we spend so much? You realize that 26 out of every 100 students in grades uh, kindergarten through 12 speak Spanish? No, think about it. What in the hell heck are we talking about here? What in the hell is he talking about is right? If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Could be worse. I guess if you're in Chicago, maybe it can't. Uh, Lee, Southside. Yeah, Sean, thanks for taking the call. Um, I just want everyone to know, uh, go back and watch the 2019 arrest of St. George Floyd. Um, he did the same exact thing. So when everyone wants to make him the deity that he is about being such an honorable person, St. So George for three Floyd three years, Lee, show a little respect. Three years, sobriety. Go ahead. Yes. Well, it wasn't three years because he got arrested in 2019. So it could be three years because if you watch the 2019 video, the only difference was the officers that arrested him that day were had much more experience and they kept their composure and they weren't surrounded by a group of people. Now, Lee, I have one of the rare benefits of being on the radio and being arrested a few times. I was big at, they used to hog tie me like a toolbox. Did you ever, do they do that anymore? They put my wrist to my ankles and then lift me up because I bit a guy one time. They called me to Doberman. They make funny after they arrest you. Whatever happened to those guys? Uh, well, back then that was acceptable. And now the Chicago police department, we're not, not only we're not allowed to do that, we'd be fired. And charged. 
I got arrested twice in Chicago. I couldn't comb my hair for three days. Thank you very much, Lee. I deserved it. I deserved it. Punk, you deserve it when you're a punk, when you're a scallywag. You deserve it. All of a sudden now, the world is worse off. Really? How about those people he was beating and raping and robbing and murdering? How about them? Do they count? I don't think they do. Steve in Arlington Heights. Hi, Sean. Happy Friday. Good to hear you today. Hey, did, did you notice on uh, Garland's speech there that he said that they've, they've now recategorized it from behavior disorder to behavioral uh, um, disability? Well, disability so by you should be able to apply for money now. Bingo. That's the game, brother. ADHD. Your kid's got it. I don't want my kid to be on drugs. No, you qualify for drugs. You get That's the game. Because a complacent society dependent on the government doesn't mind when it corrupts life, when it steals your money. Next thing you know, you'll be voting for a dope with dementia, soiled trousers, stealing tens of millions. Everybody knows it. And you pretend it's normal. The only difference between Joe Biden and Zelensky is Zelensky can actually do a jumping jack. President Zelensky is under fire for corruption. A new report says he embezzled the aid money. Ah, that's all right. You expect them to embezzle money. And as for Democrats, you guys are doing phenomenal, too. Hey, guys. It's your girl, Shalane. I'm back today with another video. In today's video, we're going to be discussing $250 gift cards. We have $530 a month for guaranteed income programs, some relief checks, and more. As you all are aware, my way of showing love is by helping you find money, honey. Okay. Therefore, I have discovered various methods to help you earn money. Such as monthly reoccurring payments. Not, <laughs> when you fill out a piece of paper and they send you money, you didn't earn it. Oh, I love it. Just keep voting Democrat. By the way, Squirrel, 10 best cities in the country, 10 best cities with the lowest, lowest unemployment numbers of all races. Guess who runs them? Not Democrats. Also, assistance for essential workers. So if you want to know where the money resides, you already know what to do. Stay tuned. Your girl's got you covered. Now, if this is your first time tuning into my channel, hi, hello, hey, friends. My name is Shalay, and here on this channel, we discuss shopping, saving, and everything in between. I would love- I like to give her a full plug because she's up to 640000 I love it. Keep clicking the button, and you think there's going to be an election? You could run a pumpkin. Fetterman, winner. Where is that Fetterman? Let's go to him one more time. Earlier today, some, uh, com- some comments about... Um the uh, tragic uh, accident in uh, 995, and if you want to make any comments with respect to that, feel feel free to recognize it. Uh, no, I, I, I uh, would, would, would just um, really like to, you know, the 95, 95, 95. The pumpkin is, is not as much fun. Maybe they were better off with Fetterman. Uh, Candace, Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin. Hi, I just wanted to make a service announcement. <laughs> All right, this seems um, to be the theme in Wisconsin. Go ahead. Okay, yes. So in last night, I guess, in Madison, which is Dane County, yeah. um, a lot of people showed up for a town hall, but it, of course these freaks ended up passing it anyway. Congratulations for all of you who left the state of Illinois to go to Wisconsin, including me. Um, you are now the first state in the entire United States to have a trans sanctuary city. And that uh, is true. You know, aside from Lake Geneva, which is where I used to go, because a lot of Chicago girls who were lovely would go up there for the weekend. I couldn't tell the difference that much in Wisconsin anyway. You know what I mean? Thank you very much. Appreciate it, Candace. 
Uh, no offense to you, Wisconsin people, but you know, like uh, like our caller says, if you're not 180, you're not quite a lady. Chris in Milwaukee, you know what I'm talking about. Hey, Sean, how are you? Splendid. How are you? I don't you don't you upset one of those one of those people in those big Levi's? They'll kick the tar out of you. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, that's like up in Lacrosse too. They always say we're the men or men or so and so are the. How women. do you give a description? I don't know, but they were three hundred pounds, and I'm sure they milked a cow. Somebody hit me. Go ahead. <laughs> Someone had to. Yeah. Hey, a couple quick points. Earlier this week, um, both. I, I... Oh, Chris, you got a bad connection. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. The same day, head congressman comes out and says, we have bank evidence, we have transfer statements that lead to between 20 and at least at least 20 and upwards of $30 million to this idiot people pretend that, that the president is. The, the diaper-wearing dementia patient. We got him. Here's the evidence. And the DOJ comes out with George Floyd. You try Because they have to stoke that up again. They have to delude, intimidate, frighten people. And they have to give their base something to vote for. Now, the Republicans did when they gave them a blank check. And that's why all the money that's now flowing is the Republicans' fault. All right, let's go ahead and kick things off with the Grocery Workers Appreciation Fund. Now, whether you have been lending a hand or carrying a heavy bag for a elderly neighbor, maybe even packing groceries for a delivery to those to feel safer at home, or just continuing to show up on the front lines through the pandemic, grocery workers are the real MVP, right? And to say thank you and show our appreciation for everything that you do, Kendall Jackson and the United Way World why launch the Grocery Workers Appreciation Fund. That's right. This is for you, for you, for you, for you, honey. The fund provides financial support for grocery workers in the form of up to a $250 cash card to help with life surprises. And, and they use it because the government funnels money to this nonsense. These are the same ones that hire the college kids. These are the same. It's, it's a money laundering scheme. Brought to you by the United States government, who's flush right now. But the Harris County commissioners have approved a pilot program that will pay a monthly stipend to hundreds of low-income families, which is joining dozens of guaranteed income programs all across the country. So this is not any... This is sweeping the country. $127 billion in food stamps. In, in this country... The biggest problem with people on food stamps is obesity. The irony in that is rich. There's another big problem. You see a lot of scallywags sell that on the black market for 50 cents on the dollar, then they go buy drugs, and they destroy neighborhoods. This is the theme. This is what it looks like. But the Department of Justice has decided that the problem is the mini, uh, the uh, MPD. The Department of Justice has concluded Minnesota. that there is reasonable cause is to believe no, it's that the Minneapolis Police, Police Department yeah, and the city of Minneapolis engaged in a pattern or practice of conduct that violates the First and Fourth Amendments of the United States Constitution. There is also reasonable cause to believe that they engage in conduct that violates Title VI of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. But for the American Department of Justice to imprison, try to imprison, a presidential candidate during an election season, that's uh, not 
South American Banana Republic at all. No, no, no. The uh, Minneapolis Police Department. They're bad. They're bad. They're bad. They're bad. You know what else happens from this, Squirrel? They get the back door and nationalize them. Jim in Norwood Park. Yeah, Sean, uh, my point is if Merrick Garland has found so much bad with the orders that the patrolman, the police officer, are given, those orders on practices and procedures for a police department are signed and approved by hires up. They should be prosecuted. Yes, I agree with you, Jim, but th- what they did to avoid that prosecution is they flooded this, this, this scallywag's poor children who were, who were poor because they had him as a father. They flooded them with, what, 60, 70 million dollars? They paid off the people who are in charge, and they turn a blind eye, and that's how Democrats keep power. It's the cut me in or cut it out, Jim. It seems to be a theme. Uh, Bob in Oak Lawn. Yeah, well, you know, Obama did the same thing. He uh, nationalized a lot of police departments. I think it was like five. And find any little problem, then he takes them over. Yeah. Also, with that red line thing, you know, my kids were on it, and I took them off. I said, I ain't doing this. Yeah, you can get disability. But I'll tell you what, the school fought me. They threatened me with DCFS. I told them to pound sand. I ain't doing it. Nice. It That's turned a good kids t-shirt. into zombies. It, That's it's a, nuts. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more, Bob, but I like that for a T-shirt, pound sand. To all the school boards, I like that. In the meantime, they still run on 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 as if they achieve something. And here's the next presidential candidate. Believe me, it's not going to be Hump Day Harris. You see what's happening there. We do see businesses moving out for various reasons, but some of them saying they're concerned about the crime in the area. When you see that happening to your beloved city, what goes through your mind? And, and do you think something's going wrong there? No, I think they're they're struggling to recover from the pandemic. They're struggling uh, to come back. They're struggling with the the, the macro squirrel. When somebody who has a direct pipeline to Getty money, when, when somebody who has billions and billions of dollars in Getty money talks, you pay attention, Squirrel. This is Gavin Newsom. Economic shifts, particularly as it relates to uh, telework, as it relates to what's the future of a downtown. Is it stacking of offices or stacking of people? And they're in the process of rezoning and rebirth and reimagination. By the way, I've seen that in San Francisco for decades. Yeah. It's good when all the businesses leave. We're, we need some place to put the drug addict scum. Don't worry. We can ballot harvest those roaches. Chris, Milwaukee is back on a new phone. Oh, thanks for putting me on. Rebirth and reimagination. Love the words they use. Hey, thanks for that. Was my phone? I cut out. Nope. You and I both called in after the John Bolton interview. I just want you to be aware that Dan and Amy put me on before you. What, what's your thoughts on that? Everybody makes a mistake. You got to forgive and you got to move on. Vince in St. Charles. Hi, Sean. You know, this Fetterman thing, you know, my dad had a stroke, and you could make fun of him because no one made fun of my father because he was respected. He was a good businessman, he was a realtor. He really was an accomplished man, and he got fired from a private business. Yeah. And Fetterman gets to keep his job and do everything and talk like it. He got the job fair. after he couldn't talk. That's, the, that's why and I make fun of them. Worse. That's why I make fun of them. This is the, I, the same thing with Biden. What they're doing to Biden is a disgrace. This man isn't it's capable. Worse. You shouldn't be doing this to people. But now you right, now you put to... them up as a figurehead of what's behind it, the corruption. So if I have to get to the corruption, I got to go through what you're putting up in front of me. And that's why I make fun of Fetterman. It's also why I make fun of Joe Biden, who I never liked when he had his marbles. Way back to the Clarence Thomas her- hearings. If you watch that, he was the one who leaked to the press the phony story. He's been a rat 
lying thief his entire life. Look what he did to Ronald Reagan. And they put him up there like he's a nice, kind old man. He's a crooked bastard and always has been. Only now he just has dementia. You're right. He deserves everything you give him. Thank you, Vince. I appreciate you letting me talk. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. Tomas, Blue Island. Oh, Tom, you better not lose to your wife. If you lose that argument to your wife, don't ever call in again. That boy this week passed this new budget, or I don't even know what they're calling it. It's a raise to politicians. Yeah. Yeah. No, really, they got a raise. In there, Sean is. It, I don't know how this gets through, but it's the idea that an illegal alien could become yeah. a police officer. And on another show on this channel on the weekend last week, they had a so-called Republican legislator on that said he voted for it because um, sometimes these people serve in the military. Well, look. If you want to serve in the military for four years in exchange for citizenship, I think you can have a discussion on that. Love it. But you're going to tell me that American citizens are going to be getting pulled over by people that came here illegally? That's and, not and why they're here. They're here for the same outrage. reason. They're here for the same reason that Mexico pretends they have a police department. They're here for, to streamline the ebb and flow of the cartel takeover of our lives. You think they're going to be pulling you yep. over, Tom? Come on. Do you ever? Do you ever? Am I the only person that ever was arrested in Mexico? Come on. For $50, you could do virtually anything. It's phenomenal. Don't worry about it. This is going to really open up the supply chain for all the drugs that are killing kids. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. I'm pretty sure I dropped the cigar in water. It could be Lysol. In either case, I'm going to win this fight with a squirrel. Don't you doubt me. Don't you doubt me. We got another little development that should kind of maybe be in the news. Vladimir Putin talking about the fact that he has now, the country has now delivered uh, its first nuclear weapons to its neighbor Belarus, a move that clearly threatens to ratchet up tensions with the United States and its allies. What are you worried about, squirrel? We've got some of the greatest statesmen in this country working on this problem. You know, um, you know, obviously, the, you know, you're pretty much preoccupied with the with 95. I can't wait till we send Fetterman to Saudi Arabia. Talk to those guys. You'll be all right. Ron, countryside. Ron. Ron. Yes, Ron. I'm sorry. You got another? Yes, I'm another? sorry. You're the third person arguing oh, with his I wife. Now, to... I don't know what's in the air today, but you got to tell. Listen, honey, we're going to eat chicken. I don't want to hear anything to do tonight. Now, go ahead. Thanks for the advice. Uh, I think that a lot of this stuff could have been stopped uh, with Bill Barr when he did nothing in, as the attorney general. You know, if he, he, he went in there and he talked a good talk, I think he was there just to put a, a gap in there, and then he, he got out. I think if he did his job, a lot of this wouldn't be happening. Ron, it's interesting about um, Bill Barr. Do you know much about his history? No. Do you know that Bill Barr worked for the CIA from 1971 to 1977? No, I did not. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, worked for the CIA in the 70s. That's why he was always around the Bush family. You remember old man Bush. May he burn in hell a thousand millenniums. He was uh, also the head of the CIA for a time there. Yeah. So if you want to clean up stuff, you probably shouldn't hang around with guys like that. You know what I mean? 
or Roger Stone, mm-hmm. another another legendary scumbag. So Trump had a bad, bad habit. He, for some reason, thought people shared his same goals. He was wrong. Roger Stone is a piece of dung, and so is Bill Barr. And they did exactly what they were supposed to do. They sabotaged from within. That's how I see it. But ah, what do I know? And I, I'm just and I think the investigator yeah. isn't it the gathering information. He's trying to find it and suppress it. Well, the nice thing about, about being in that position, you can avoid all of the problems for the oligarchy, can't you? You can avoid all of the problems for the corporatism. What did Bill Barr ever do in any aspect to put away the people who profited from the Obama years of pay-to-play schemes and bailouts and Wall Street? Did he ever even mention Fink? Did he ever mention Wall Street and the interconnection with Beijing? No, they liked the system like this, brother. And Trump was re- posed a threat to it. And that's why they like when he got cheated. And now we're, we're strapped with this idiot because they're making a fortune, brother. So you are like uh, my mother used to be. You have that quality where you think strangers have your same character, your same principles, your same tradition, your same love of things. They don't. They are making trillions. Joe Biden is a sitting president that everyone knows is not only a traitor, but is owned by the Ukrainian oligarchs, the Russian oligarchs, and the Chinese Communist Party. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the, foot, uh, foot, foot, excuse me, in the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping, traveling with him. And I we traveled 17,000 miles when I was vice president of China. And why don't you call up the guy, Grasshopper? Why don't you fix the problems here? Instead, we've got to pretend Anthony Blinken with his shark eyes are going to do something? Why don't you do something? In the meantime, the Illinois has got a big problem. Got illegal aliens posing as policemen. Uh, buenos dias, officer. Hola. Uh, I'm very sorry if we were violating some of your local traffic laws. You see, family and I got into a heated game of road bingo and uh, cut the I'm sorry? I saw you leaving Pablo Chacon's compound. We both know if I search your mobile home, what I find. Much prison time for such things. Yeah, yeah. But I don't feel like arresting anybody today, so I just simply take my bribe and I'll be on my way. Well, all right. <laughs> Here we go. This is what I'm talking about. Great. Well, how much are we talking? 100, 200, 1,000. 1,000? Mm-hmm. What, are you buying a house down here? <laughs> Inflation. Everything goes up. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me. I'm looking forward to our next guest. I've had the pleasure of talking to him before. Everyone knows his name. Everyone is aware he's written several, several books that are very successful. He's also a very popular national speaker on conservative issues. He has had a talk radio show for 26 years, syndicated. And he also is somebody who everyone has thought for a minute, boy, wouldn't it be great to be Ronald Reagan's son? His name is Michael Reagan. Michael, how are you? Wouldn't it be great? Really? It would be great. I'm doing well, thank you. Well, I say that 
because I'm I'm blessed to be old, right? I'm born in the late '60s, and I was raised by by my grandparent, my mother and grandparents, and we used to watch your father when he was young. I was lucky enough to have a grandmother and grandfather who loved old movies, so that's how I was first introduced to him. And then I also was blessed because my grandfather was obsessed with politics because he was an entrepreneur. And we saw what your dad did in California. And I can tell you the arguments we would have at the table where he'd say, I told you we should have moved to California. And now you look at how crazy things are. But you live that life and you saw arguably in my, in, well, really, in my opinion, the, the greatest president this country's ever had, Ronald Reagan. And you wrote a book about it. And the book is a, a couple years old, but I love it. And it, lessons of my father that my father taught me, excuse me. And um, I'm wondering, how often do you reread it? Oh, I go over on occasions. I'll spin through it and kind of look at some things. But to show you what uh, some people have in common with your father watching, uh, you know, Ronald Reagan movies. You know who Cristiano Ronaldo is? No, I don't. I'm embarrassed. No. Uh, top soccer player in the world. Yes, okay. I don't watch many costumes it, chase balls, but I, yeah, I, I now I know he was. Yeah. He was... He was named after Ronald Reagan because his father watched Ronald Reagan really? movies. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and you know what your dad had a gift of? And, and, and some say it's because of acting. I disagree with that. See, your father had a degree in economics. Your father was brilliant. And um, he had a gift of communicating that. And I would love when he would go on the Johnny Carson show. I would love when he would speak in public before he ran for president. He would, he would often go on radio and talk about economics. And it was fascinating. And I found him to be just brilliant. And yet he was attacked well, yeah. relentlessly from the press. Well, yeah, he, he did. But how did he, it's how he handled it. And we handle it so much differently today. We yell and scream at each other. My father just laughed it off. Yeah. You know, he made a joke about it. There they go again, whatever it might be. But he didn't let the press bother him. He didn't let them get under his skin. Now, Nancy, on the other hand, ate bananas in bed at night because she, she was livid with the press. But Dad slept like a baby. Yeah. And, and I think it's all in how you really handle it. If you're going to attack, they're going to attack you back. Uh, you, you do battle with the press. The press is going to end up winning because they got a big, big voice out there with all the media that, in fact, they have. And my father found a way through his humor to be able to kind of undermine, you know, all of that. It's like one of the great uh, jokes he told about the Russians with, with the Russian and the American together talking. And the American says, I have more rights than you do. And the, and the, and the Russian says, no. And the American says, yes. He says, I can walk into the president's office. I can pound on his desk. And I can say, I disagree with your politics. And the Russian says, well, so can I. He says, no, how do you do that? He says, I can walk into the Kremlin any day of the week pat on the president's desk and say, I disagree with Reagan's politics. Yeah, yeah, so, I love that. It's fascinating. But that it, was the humor of Ronald Reagan, and he completely yeah. took the room over when he did that. And he gained friends. He didn't make enemies. Uh, he understood the Republican Party. You can't spend your time kicking people out of a party that's the smallest party on the planet and then expect to win a general election. But he was sabotaged. To people together. He was sabotaged by Republicans. He was sabotaged and he was undermined. You know, I, I'm going to tell you right now, Michael, uh, you're such a wonderful man. You're radio. You speak to conservative movements. I could never do that because I'm I'm brutally blunt and I never liked the Bushes. Never. Well, it was I'm, him. I'm, brutally, I'm brutally I'm brutally blunt when yeah. it comes really to my father how he would have handled things 
today would have handled them a lot uh, different, but we have a different world. We have social yeah. media, all these other things that are, in fact, going on. But yeah. he also understood that if you want to be elected, you're going, you need all the Republicans, you need, you need a smattering of Democrats, and you need those independents to come on board to yeah. win an election. Somebody said the other day, Trump said he had more support with Republicans than Ronald Reagan. I said, that might be true, but call me when you win 49 states. Yeah, well, yeah, and that's true. And your dad also, it was a different time with the ballot harvesting and the open and notorious mafia posing itself as the Democrat Party. Oh. I mean, we, we as a society have devolved I, in our character to accept what we know is criminal as politics. That's another problem. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> I, I have an op-ed piece up now at Reagan World, which is my Twitter account. People can go there anytime and read my Twitter account and read my op-ed pieces. I put up every single week there. I'm also on Newsmax, you know, once a week, at least once a week. So I, I understand all of yeah. those things. And I, in fact, write about, write about them. I'm, I'm fearful about what's going on today uh, within the parties. And I, I make the point, you know, the, the Democrats changed the way we, in fact, appoint judges when they moved it from 60 votes to 51. And Trump was able to put three people on the Supreme Court. And now they're trying to change that dynamic going after former presidents. And if they think it's going to stop with Trump, they're nuts. Because at some point, the Republicans are going to be in charge. And they're going to go, tit for tat, we're going to do to you what you did to us. And who suffers is the United States of America and the people. Just remember, when you say that, sometimes the Republicans are going to be in charge. You're talking to a Chicago-based radio show. We don't have Republicans. we got Democrats, and we got Democrats with better clothes. That's the difference. And your dad de- dealt with that very much as well. You know, uh, it was George Bush that attacked your father for Reaganomics and trickled down. The Democrats weren't that clever. So your father had to deal with saboteurs and people who were undermining him. But your but, father but had his did, eye on the ball. Who did he, but who did he appoint to be his vice president? I still can't figure that out. But I think it was more of, a, of an establishment, right? It was the establishment, make, make peace, get the votes, and, uh, you know. But whatever the case is, your dad knew he was the man in charge, and he knew that his principles would win the day because your dad also loved peace. This is something that no one talks about. I, I, I tell the kids at Eureka College, when I speak at Eureka College, I say, think about those people in Washington. You've got the people from Harvard and Yale and Chicago Business School all these places, all these people who think they're highfalutin, and one guy looks at the other guy and says, well, what do you think the president should do? And the other one says, what do you think the president should do? And another guy chirps up and says, don't ask me. Ask the kid that graduated from Eureka. <laughs> I love it. And, and, and you know what? It's because he knew he was right, because he was preaching fundamentals. And, and more importantly, he was doing it for the betterment of all. And he had a way of doing that. And and the most beautiful thing to watch, as far as I'm concerned, was the way in which he he demanded peace. Now, he did it through building up the military, and, you know, you could argue about that or not. I loved it. I personally loved it. But he never took his eye off the ball. And he had a relationship and, a, and, a, and something called diplomacy, which is a word you never hear. He made them his friend. And what he did with Gorbachev saved the world. And now we're at a point now where you have this buffoon pretending to be president, who, by the way, your father on his worst day after he got kicked in the head by a horse was twice the man Joe Biden is. Yet the same fools who attacked your father, they run cover for this guy who's clearly not fit for the job. But what does it look like with no diplomacy? The problem in the world today 
You don't have the Ronald Reagans, the Lech Valences, the Vaca Hobbles, the Helmut Kohl's, the Maggie Thatcher's, the Pope John Paul's, and, and Mikhail Gorbachev. There's not... The world looks to to Washington for leadership. That's what they look to Washington for. When there's no leader in Washington, then you have turmoil in the world. And there's not... There's no leader in the world today, a group of leaders to get together to say to Putin and other things going on, this is, we're not going to go here. You've got to stop. There's nobody in charge. You know, the only person in charge in the world today is a guy named Putin. You know something, though? I'm going to tell you something. If, if, and I've, I've, I've thought this on more than one occasion. If your father were still alive, this would not be happening. But no, your, father, your father was a warrior first. Right. Your father had respect for soldiers. We have a bunch of cowards now who have no respect for their soldiers. None. They have no no respect for humanity. They willy nilly send people into meat grinders. They could care less. All you hear about is the money. Nobody's talking. They're cooking numbers on everything. The people in Ukraine that are dying and all the rest of it. And they don't want you to know about all these these other things going around. Your father would have never stood for that. He had too much respect for the ordinary man. That's what's missing, too. Well, what's missing is truly, and it's truly leadership. And it, I got to tell you, at some time, at some points, I feel you know it'd be hard pressed for Ronald Reagan to win the nomination of the Republican Party today, because it's no, like it you have to be a hundred percent perfect all of the time. Yes, and you have to you have to make deals. Remember, he's the one that cut a deal and got the largest tax break in American history, working with the Speaker of the House. At the time, you, you realize that it wasn't too long ago in the 1990s that Bill Clinton worked with a guy named Newt Gingrich and gave us the only balanced budget you've seen in your lifetime came from Bill Clinton and Newt Gingrich. That doesn't happen anymore. No. And that's what's really sad. There's, that Somehow, if you get together, there's groups of people who will yell at you and scream at you for sitting down with the other side to try and get something accomplished. And the only politics is the art of negotiation. You're always going to negotiate, and there's going to be things in there good, and there's going to yeah. be things in there are bad. But, but today, they, it's like if you don't get 100% of what you want, then you walk away from the table. See, I think marriage is the heart of negotiation, and I'll tell you why. You can only compromise truly with somebody you love, because when you compromise, you admit to lose at a, at a, at a comfortable pace. When you compromise principles, you have a debt of $32 trillion, and your old man switched parties and was outraged at $80 billion. He would have never stood for the corruption that we've become normalized to, as countries and oligarchs are stealing at our discretion because we're funding all of this. And your old man would have shut he would have shut the government down over the debt ceiling. Your old man shut the government down eight times. Yeah, and the, and the problem is, is back, you go back to 1970, up until 1974, the President of the United States had the authority to impound money, that was, which was a budget buster. And because it was Nixon and he got all the Watergate stuff, the Congress of the United States passed the 1974 Budget Impoundment you know, Control Act, which took all that away from the President of the United States of America and put it in the hands of the Congress. The budget has completely changed. Now, the Congress is in charge, and if you don't spend every dollar that, in fact, That's outrageous. is authorized by Congress, they can take you to court. Michael, it's set up to be a scam. The whole damn thing is set up to be one giant money laundering scheme. And this is the kind of thing that Americans are just either too stupefied 
or too much in on the yeah. deal to care about as we spend $127 billion on just food stamps, double than what we did when Trump was well, president, and nobody talks about it. Well, nobody talks about it because there's more people accepting food stamps than paying the money to give you food stamps. And in California, the, the proof is in the pudding. The fact that they just passed a rule law you know, to, to give the homeless, uh, the immigrants coming in 300 bucks a week, give them a cell phone. Yeah, why not? Know, the life of Riley. So yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's, it's sad what's going on. And, you know, thank God I lived uh, in a time when I know th- this generation never knew good. No, that's a very they, good they, point. They think his, this, this generation thinks history started this morning when they got out of bed. And you know what's funny, um, too? And, they, and that's they're, unfortunate. They're taught adversity is pathological. Take a pill, go on. You know, when you look at your father's history, when you look at your history, when you look at uh, the adversity that, that, that men either conquer or crumble under, and you realize that we don't have that anymore in very few cases, it, it's, it's a sad state of affairs. But I'm wondering how, I, I don't know how old you are. Forgive me. I don't know uh, what your age is. How old are you? I'm 78. I love that. You look fantastic. I'm going strong. Let me tell you, uh, <laughs> Barry Goldwater. Did you ever meet him? Yeah, sure, sure did. Went I love that relationship himself. between your father and Barry Goldwater. Yeah, but Barry Goldwater didn't support my dad when he ran against uh, Ford. Oh, I know. I'm I, I'm aware of it, but more importantly, and, I thought and, they and, had that and respect Nancy, and admiration and of the Nancy's country. Mother and Nancy's mother never talked to him again. Really, <laughs> but that movement yeah. that that was started and your father carried the torch. I think it was envy and jealousy more than anything. Because but your father... the story behind that, the story behind that is that that Bobby Kennedy called the head of General Electric and said, "Listen, that guy going around the country speaking of GE plants about my brother and his politics. If you want to get your government contracts renewed, you might find a way to get rid of that guy." And so. <laughs> Within 72 hours, Ronald Reagan is fired. G Theater's off the air. Yeah. And my dad's a little pissed. He, he turns from Democrat. He, he literally changes from a Democrat to Republican. Has more time now because he's not doing a Sunday night show. And he's not speaking across the country. And he sits down and he writes a brand new speech called The Time for Choosing. He gives for Barry Goldwater and ends up becoming governor and then president of the United States. Had Bobby Kennedy not made that call? My father would be going doing G theater, but my dad found a way, and I talked about this in the book. He made lemonade out of lemons. Right. He did not let bad news ruin his day. He didn't let someone else's attitude determine his attitude for the remainder of the day. He picked yeah. it up, and he went forward. And Bobby Kennedy, I tell people, who's responsible for your dad becoming president? I said, Bobby Kennedy. Yep. <laughs> people, what, 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 what? But yeah, he's, all, he's also responsible that, for that, Hoffa becoming lawn. Um, but the reality is, that was kind of funny when he, he used the leverage of the unions to have your father exed. And then after his brother gets elected and appoints him, he goes after the very gangsters he leveraged. You don't find that amusing? You know, it's, uh, it, it, where we play and that's why you do radio every day. <laughs> Listen, Michael, I love the books. I love when I get Thank to talk to you, and uh, it's not enough time. I could talk to you for hours, but more importantly, I want you to know a lot of people are just just proud of, of not just the fact that your dad did things, but that you are still continuing it, and you're writing about it. So thank you very much, Michael Reagan. You can come back on, and whenever you have time, you let me know. You got it. Thank At you. Reagan World is my Twitter account. ReaganLegacyFoundation.org is my website. And, of course, the book, Amazon.com. Lessons of my father. 
talk. Wonderful. We'll be All back right. with thank, thank you, you very much, Michael. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Find the girl. Settle down. If you want, you can marry. Look at me. Something about Mary, right? I am old. But I'm happy. Yeah, but this was on something about Mary, and it's on Galaxy. The Galaxy thing. Great movie, great song. You think it would go so well if you said find a transgender? No, not gonna go. Find a transgender you can marry. Uh, Michael on the south side. Hi, Sean. Hi, Michael. How are you? Hi, Sean. I'm all right. I hope you and your loved ones are well. Thank you very much. We are. Uh, I've listened, as you know, I've listened to your show since you got it full time. I have to say that your interview with Michael Reagan was one of your best. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You performed a very valuable public service. Oh, I appreciate that very much. It made my day. Thank you very much, Michael. And you have been listening. Are you going to be coming to the golf outing? Oh, no. I, uh, I'm so sorry. I wish I could, could, but I can't. All right. No problem. uh, I'll be, but I'll be cheering for you. I appreciate it, Michael. Don't worry. That damn prof. That's all he does. Big dummy that he is. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. He's going to win. He's going to be brave. He's sunk a birdie. Big deal. Big dummy. Rich in Indian Head Park. Rich. Hey, Sean. I, Sean, how are you doing tonight? Excellent. First thing I want to say is uh, I want to wish you uh, and all your listeners out there a happy Father's Day. Thank you very much. The verdict's not in on mine. You know, I tell my kids, don't give me the present. Don't wish me any. Just be decent. Will you be decent? Don't be a roach. Right. And if you bring home a Democrat, you ain't ever coming home again. Take the Democrat and get the hell out of here. Go ahead, though. What I wanted to say is, what's wrong with the Republicans? Why didn't they all vote to censure this uh, this dummy ship? You know, it seems like uh, <laughs> they don't stick together at all. What do you t- they love? I mean, what are you nuts? They're all in on it. Are you realize you, the you, kind of money we got? Yellen, I got a clip of Yellen here. I don't even want to play man hands. Another trillion dollars she's going to print up. And they ask her, aren't you worried about inflation? They are in on it. The Republicans made this skullduggery possible. They signed the check. Yeah, but all the lies this guy told uh, that accused Trump of colluding with the Russians, and they they didn't censure this guy? Come on. Are you nuts? In the back room, they're all giving him a lap dance, and he's got a big grin on that big taffy apple out of his. You, You still think there's Republicans and Democrats? There isn't. There's the G, and the G is the G, and they're in on it. And if you got any questions, well, they got a little message for you. The Safe Streets Act and the Americans with Disabilities Act. Uh-huh. Specifically, All right. we found that MPD and the city of Minneapolis engages in a pattern or practice of using excessive force, unlawfully discriminating against black and Native American people in enforcement activities, how about arresting the bad people? Does that matter anymore? You know, it doesn't matter anymore. Because this is the manipulation of justice. This is what it is. And that ferret-faced rat bastard is not only trying to put away the leading presidential candidate on the opposition, like some third-world joke of a country, but he's running cover for all of the schemes, all of the money laundering that have never gone any better. The wife of a Ukrainian politician has been caught allegedly smuggling $28 million and 1.3 million euros in cash. They like it that way. What about the the right here in America, the oligarchs here? 
Another question for you. The NIH continues to refuse to voluntarily divulge the names of scientists who receive royalties and from which companies. Mm-hmm. All right, but it's Friday. Let's have a good time, right, Squirrel? We're going to have a good time. It's Friday. If we're going to talk about Ronald Reagan jokes, I like the one where he pounds on the, jack, on the desk, but there's nothing better than the three-legged chicken. Realtor who was out driving on a back road on his way to look at some property and suddenly noticed down beside him was a chicken keeping pace with him and he was doing 60 miles an hour. And suddenly the chicken spurted out ahead of him and it looked to him as if the chicken had three legs. And then it turned and went down a sign road and into a barnyard and the driver turned down that lane, drove into the barnyard. There was a farmer there and he asked him, he said, did you see a chicken go by here? The farmer said, yep. He says, did it have three legs? And the farmer says, yep. I raise them that way. I breed them. He says, you do? He said, how come? Well, he said, I just love the drumstick, and Ma always liked the drumstick, and now Junior's come along, and he likes it, and we just got tired of fighting over it, so I've been breeding three-legged chickens. And the driver said, well, how do they taste? He says, I don't know. I haven't been able to catch one yet. That's a man. That's a president. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Money, money, money. My old partner from the floor is in Las Vegas right now. Those were the days, my friend. Greg and LaGrange. How you doing, Sean? Excellent. My question for you is uh, Jack Kemp and where he figured into all the um, vice presidential calculus um, with Ron Reagan. I uh, Clearly, he would have been the be- much better choice. Oh, much better. Um, but I-, I just don't know what kind of deal was actually struck unless you know, it had something to do with uh, Bush Sr.'s uh, past you know of course it did um, i thought he was the liaison of corruption yeah well i mean i have speculation right i can i can uh think therefore i am i could read george bush's long history in collusion with not just the cia but the nefarious aspects of government i can take a look at who prescott bush was and how he handpicked that dimwit richard nixon you can look at the money that was made after the park avenue summit and the bastardization of our Policies and the people feared Ronald Reagan for the same reason they fear a lot of the qualities and positions and policies Trump had, right? So they I had to the strap him I, with an anchor of corruption known as George Bush Sr. Yeah, I think the thing is, you know, as I look back on my life, you know, as I get older, I realize that we had gotten here in the city of Chicago, we had gotten here as a country, not overnight, you know. No one should be surprised this is happening when you look back. It's been a slow creeping, demented walk towards this kind of society we have now and this kind of culture, and that's yeah. what brought us to the point. We never stopped it like any other problem. We just, never stopped it because we got so distracted with other things. You just, described we're every, we're you just described every bankruptcy in the country. That's exactly how it happens, right? And it also happens with the, the people, societal exception of corruption. And I'm going to tell you what, I'll never forget that when you, when, how, how pre- prevalent was the word clout? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's been a long time since I was in the ghetto. But everybody liked that. Oh, yeah, that guy's over there. He's got a lot of steam. He's got a lot of clout. That guy's the guy. He's got the guy and the guy and the guy. You want a job, you sit on your ass and do nothing. You call the guy. 
And that's what happened. And it crept through a system where now, how do you like it now? Now you're watching the Fourth Reich build the clout. And their jobs come with policies. Ooh, what we need here is a new policy. And we're going to stick 500 of our, of our friends on the payroll. And they understand the benefits of having corrupt people on the payroll, like Merrick Garland. Thank you very much, Greg. That's the character of the nation is what the difference is. And that did take a slow, long policy. But the greatest asset to that was the willingness of Americans not to just take money for nothing. That's humanity in general. But their willingness to be slaves. And you just lived through three Three years of servitude, where now you're looking back like a slave. Is it okay if I run? Is it okay if I do this? What does the master want? Look at, look at the people in Illinois. They, after living through having their businesses shut down, locked in their house, experimental dr- drugs in their arm, look at them. They reelected that fat slot. Okay. They're not done. Pat, Chicago. Hey, Sean, how we doing? Good, Pat, how are you? Good, thank you. So I just wanted to give you a quick call because yesterday I was listening to the show. Uh, you teach me a lot. I believe in most of the things that I hear from you. You definitely improve some ins- and put some insight on me. Yes. The question I had is yesterday you had Naomi Wolf, Dr. Naomi Wolf on. Yes, yes. And I was just curious um, what you think, how substantiated her claims are. I was having a bit of a tough time trying to buy into some of that stuff. Yeah, and Um, listen, I do agree with it being an experimental drug and all that, but some of the stuff she was saying is pretty extreme. It's down the rabbit hole, right? It's it's down the rabbit hole. And as she was talking, I was reminded of Ron Johnson, and when he had the young girls come on, and I asked my honey bunny to get the, the clip that we used to have where the, the girl, the young girl, had gotten the vaccine. Her mother testified crying. It's a, it's a powerful thing. But if you're asking me, did I cross-reference, I read what's in her book, but it's hard to get information on the drug. Do you know right now there's a lawsuit in Germany, Germany's version of Pfizer? And it's, it's a kind of a big lawsuit because it's a woman that's pretty much going after those same symptoms that Dr. Naomi Wolf was discussing. And you have a better chance, as sad as this is, Pat, in Chicago, we have a better chance of the lawsuit in Germany proving the kind of corruption Pfizer knew about and took place and, and, and exposing the truth. Because in this country, Pat, thanks to Merrick Garland and the Department of Justice, Pfizer does not have to release any of their test results, their paperwork, for 77 years. So that right there tells me, huh, how do you cross-reference it? When Pfizer has been given the okay to keep their evidence of what that drug is, what it's done, to keep it under lock and key for 77 years. We'll be long gone. But what we can ascertain is there are unexplained uptick in deaths, 18 to 22 percent across the world, not just America. So this is something, right? So, you know, my wife has a joke that we say when I I start arguing with people. She always yells, Google them. Unfortunately, you can't do that because Google's been censored now, right? Google is the censor. So I don't know. How do, you, how do you check information that the pharmaceutical companies have been allowed to keep from the people and like the trillion dollars they were allowed to keep from the people? I don't know. Yeah, no. I don't know. There's, All you can do is think and use your own evidence, especially when you're living in a society that accepts censorship. This is like being a Soviet citizen in the year 1950. We just have to believe the, yeah. the, 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 the oligarchs who never go to jail for their you know, corruption. 
it definitely promotes more questions than answers. There's no doubt. I was just having a tough time trying to wrap my head around the the rabbit hole she was taking us down. Pat and I agree, and that's why you know I I tell everybody you don't 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 believe what I'm saying. Look at it. My opinion comes from the evidence I look at. You know I don't watch any sports, Pat. I don't know who's I don't know what season. I don't give a rip. When I get done with the show, you could ask Honey Bunny. I'll send her eight clips tonight because this is all I like to do. I go and I pick at everything. And the problem is my my avenues of, of investigating have been censored. So now I have to go to Rumble. I have to go to outsource. But never stop asking those questions. And the, and the thing that I always say, don't believe anybody. Nobody. You owe it to yourself to never believe anybody. I mean, after all, next thing you know, we'll have a dementia-ridden patient that is posing himself as president. All right. God save the queen, man. Now, Squirrel, maybe it's a comedy thing. Boy, that song never meant less in the world. You know, maybe that's just a shot at that so-called king who might be a queen. Hmm, what do I know? It is the month. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Papa's got a brand new bag. Love this son of a gun. Him and Rick James, you want to go to a party, you go with this son of a gun. He was doing stuff they didn't know. I, what kind of drugs we got? We don't know. we never seen it before. Never seen it before. Driving pickup trucks through windows. If only he would have had a BLM t-shirt on. But he wasn't. Did you know he was a strong Republican, Scrum? Bet you didn't know that. All right. You're no fun today. What's wrong with you? Craig, Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. How you doing? Wonderful. How are you? Uh, hanging in there. What I wanted to say... Oh, and hey, have a happy Father's Day, too. Oh, thank you. You, too. You, too. Yeah, one day. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be moving stuff around on Father's Day, but we'll see. Go ahead. All right. You know, everybody knows that this um, that this is a rotten, corrupt uh, uh, injustice department. Everything that's going on with the uh, with everything that is basically against Republicans, against Trump and all that... It's yeah. a symptom of just how rotten and corrupt. Now, look at They've done just about every single thing you can imagine. There's one thing left. They can you know, try to put them in jail, like say to these guilty. What will it take for anybody to do, where it's, they do something about it and say, hey, enough is enough. This is all a bunch. This guy is getting away with like uh, anything and everything, this Biden family and that. It's, like, it's, un, it's unbelievable. And nobody talks about that. Garland talks about well, everything. That's what you got to understand, Craig. This is, only, this is only accepted by the Democrats. This is only accepted by people of low character. Everyone understands what Merrick Garland is. Everybody knows what, what Joe Biden has always been. I mean, I, I say it over and over again. Read the book, I Hear You Paint Houses. They brag about owning a senator from Delaware. Uh, which one do you think it is? Come on, this idiot, he's tied to... Hundreds of millions. I mean, we're just we're just figuring this out. I, I, I don't know how anybody doesn't know this. If this is all true about a sitting president when he was vice president, influence peddling, accepting money from uh, foreign nationals so that he could turn around and, and, and make changes in policy uh, for America so he could pocket the money. If that's true, why isn't he impeached already? And if it- he's a traitor. And an asset. We've got the evidence. We've had the evidence. Peter Schweitzer wrote about the evidence. He wasn't even vice president. 
the smash and grab of businesses and companies. Look at just what they did with the with the student loans that they pretend to be helping. Do you not remember that the student loan debt was a third of what it is now before Barack Obama and Joe Biden nationalized it? And now they're paying off Barack Obama's friends who bought all the colleges that they crushed the stock prices of. Come on, man. Just figure it out. Joe Biden will forever be remembered as not only the most corrupt and incompetent president in the history of our country, but perhaps even more importantly, the president who, together with a band of his closest thugs, misfits and Marxists, tried to destroy American democracy. We're not going to let that happen. We will make our country better than ever before. We will make America great again. Thank you. It's no coincidence that these fake charges against me came down the very same day evidence revealed Joe Biden. Squirrel, did you ever hear of uh, Marty Nesbitt, Barack Obama's buddy? We used to play basketball with him. Um, and, the, and the money that was made in, in the uh, University of Phoenix, ITT Technical, DeVry University, along with a guy by the name of Tony Miller who was the Deputy Secretary of Education under Silky G from Chicago. Did you ever see the money that they made? Oh, it's fascinating. And uh, the money they made was all on student debt. Yeah. They uh, profited after they crushed the prices of those for-profit education. They were bad. Then when Barack Obama's friends bought them, they were good. And then all the loans went to the kids so they could pretend to be doctors and whatever else degrees they kick out of those institutions of stupidity. And that's a big scheme. Now we're going to give it away. And you could argue because it looked like you're benefiting the kids instead of the guys who were friends of Obama. It's a great scam. Why doesn't anybody see it? It's true that the FBI is doing nothing about it. Why isn't Christopher Ray on his heels as well? Uh, those are great questions I ask every day. Look, Christopher Ray uh, has no control over the FBI. One thing that I've learned. I wonder why the FBI never investigated those for-profit colleges that were bought by Obama's friends. Hmm. I don't know. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. When it comes to statisticians, they could be relatively boring. Not my next guest. The best of the best. Ted Dabrowski, president of Wirepoints. How are you, Ted? Come on, Ted. I teed it up for you. Nothing? Oh, here, I, here I am. Sorry about that. My, my phone connection broke. How you doing, man? Good, good. You know, I have to tell you, I wanted to get you on because I read the thing about AT&T leaving the, uh, what was used to be the Magnificent Mile, now just looks like Skid Row. I mean, how it's many stores? You got, you got 6 million vacant square feet in what used to be the financial district. When you think about the hundreds of thousands of people that are gone, gone, it's outrageous to me. And instead of trying to improve it, these idiots are making it worse. What is the only industry in Chicago that's, that's really on the uptick? Uh, cannabis, cannabis for sure, right? Yeah, a lot of a well, lot of a uh, lot of weed weed stores, and uh, that's that's a big growth market. See, but you got to remember, brother. I'm from Melrose Park. I look at crime as an industry. Crime is an industry. Yeah, well, it's a well, multi-billion-dollar industry, no taxes, and uh, they got the protection in place called the government now. 
And uh, what what are the what's the percentage of uptick since Brandon Johnson has been the mayor? Well, look, if you look back a year ago uh, and compare it to today, we have thirty eight percent more crimes uh, in Illinois. So it's it's a yeah year on year thirty eight percent more. And, you know, and this trend has been going on for so long. Light, but you know, had a horrible trend. And he's continuing it. And actually, you know, I think um, he's going to make it worse with, with his words. Everything he said is, is actually just perpetuating crime and then inviting more crime. But uh, this is the beauty of failure. It makes you long for the good old days when Lori Lightfoot was in office or Rahm Emanuel. And when the, the, the people who inhabit the areas have no standards, how does it stop if the trajectory is this parabolic how do you possibly get it under control because this scheme of hiring your friends and calling them peacekeepers this has failed miserably thus far is there any new program you're aware of i mean aside from one that costs the people money no all, all, the, all he's talking about right now is spending money and uh look you know we, we've talked about this a lot until you, you know he's not going to do it right so he's not going to flip the model but the model has to be such that you start arresting people so you have to let police do policing and that means you got to be able to chase them. You got to be able to, you know, track them down. You got to be able to like cuff them up and take them in. Uh, then you've got to be able to prosecute them. Well, Kim Fox, you know, she, she's a lame duck for two years. She's not going to prosecute, you know, at all. And then, of course, if, if somebody does get prosecuted and they go to Judge Tim Evans, a Cook County judge, well, you know, he's he's been the one who's kind of led the effort on no bail. He's actually reduced bail a lot, um, and so you you've got less sentencing. So. You're creating just a, a great, a great place to do crime. It, you know, it, it. We only on the major crimes, we only arrest five percent of those major crimes. So it pays to do crime. You're, you're going to get away with it, and even if you get get arrested, they're going to let you out anyway. So, what the hell? The problem that I have is that it wouldn't be so bad as if the people at least recognized it and said, "Okay, these are bad people with bad policies. The corruption is systemic. So let's." figure out how to keep them out of national office. But by all looks of it, there's talk that Pritzker could be potentially a presidential candidate. And I'm wondering if you think the failings, the obvious corruption and failings of Chicago, of the Pritzker family, of the Penny Pritzker and the rest of it, and all the skullduggery, do you think it'll weigh him down, pun intended, on a national level? Well, you know, it, it, if it does weigh him down, he doesn't seem to think so. If you, uh, I, I encourage everybody to watch his speech that he gave in New Hampshire. Uh, it's been a few months now. And, uh, you know, New Hampshire is where the first primary is. And so he went there to, to open up the, the possibilities. And if, if you listen to his speech, he sells. And, and, and I'm glad all Americans get to hear this. He sells the hell out of his progressive um, agenda. And he makes it so clear that he wants to pursue the same things he's doing in Illinois. He wants to pursue them nationally. He's, he's an unabashed promoter of what he does. And, uh, you know, for me, every American should, should know exactly what, what he wants to push. Now, in his uh, budget, the financial skullduggery in it is outrageous. But uh, I learned something, and I learned it from you guys. They gave themselves raises on top of raises, correct? Yeah, we had... So, so in January of of, uh, of this year, they gave themselves like a seventeen percent raise, and then they turned around and gave themselves another raise just now, another five thousand five percent, yeah, nearly five thousand bucks. So, so it's going to be like twenty, like a twenty five percent raise when you compound it. Twenty five percent raise in one year. Well, that for, explains for why so many people are complaining. And this is just the lawmakers, but there's yeah, also there's also more money for jobs and this comes how did we, illinois get this money where did the money is it the money tree how'd they get the money 
where does Illinois get the money? Well, we know where it all came from in the short term, and that's the 200, you know, the, the hard money that came in was $200 billion almost in COVID relief money. It went to the private sector, went to the public sector, the companies, the people, um, $200 billion, and people are still spending that money now. Um, you know, it, it was all part of that COVID relief, and, and uh, it, it really just pumped up the sales tax revenues for the state, income tax revenues, capital gains tax revenues, and the government's still spending all that money now. That's my it, biggest you know, it, beef. But it's running out. That's That, along with the warp speed, is my biggest beef against Trump. How could he not see what these, what these Democrats were specifically going to do? How they fudged the numbers. And now this Fred Flintstone-looking freak has the audacity to pretend he balanced budgets. He literally took the welfare money, commingled it with his money, pretended to have a, a, a balanced budget, right? Yeah, that's exactly what he did. And he's, and he's actually even had the gall to say that he balanced the budget without the federal money, which is about as big an untruth as you can make. And he'll never get called on it because everyone expects the Democrats to lie. But the other thing that's interesting to me is the money bundlers. Now, I've always had a, had a, had a, a real problem with the money bundlers who sell the bonds, who uh, loan the money to Illinois, because they charge a taxing body three times the cost of money. So now you've got the interest rates that are ridiculous, parabolic. Has anybody done the math on what it's going to cost Illinois to buy money in the future in the form of debt? And is anybody talking about the fact that sooner or later this funny money is going to run out? Or do you think the table is set with the Democrats that they're just going to refill the COVID money and come up with a different name for it? Well, you know, there's going to be a huge attempt. And, of course, it all depends on who, who owns the House and the Senate in 2024. Uh, but you can bet that they're going to try to find all kinds of ways, call it infrastructure, call it, you know, call it whatever you want to call it. But Illinois is going to need, especially Chicago, is, is going to have to figure out how to fund its pensions. And uh, that money's going to start coming due. Uh, the money, the, the, the COVID money's running out, and then the bills are coming due on, on pensions. And so that combination uh, is going to create a, a bit of havoc here. Now, the question is going to be, Right. Um, if the Democrats control Congress again, they'll figure out a way to fund it. But if, uh, I'm guessing if Republicans can, can get in and control part of it again or keep control, uh, then it makes it harder for these bailouts to happen. You know, what's interesting to me, Ted, and you, you wrote about it in Wire Points. Um, I don't know if it was specifically you, but it was a story. A lot of Democrats are fully aware of the corruption in the TIF programs and the fraud, the open manipulation and bastardization of those programs. And Pilsen, mm -hmm. uh, you know, put a fight up against uh, TIFs, and there's always a scandal in it, yet it always goes to the same scallywags. Um, how is that industry void from any kind of oversight or auditing, or does it simply um, have enough people on the inside to, pre to prevent any kind of uh, oversight into the TIF program? And what kind of numbers are we talking about? Well, you know, so, so Chicago TIFs have had over over billion dollars. So this is tax money that, that in theory normally would be part of the normal tax and budget cycle of Chicago and it'd be spent on schools and road, whatever it is, right, the normal budget. Well, what they've done is they've created a slush fund and, and uh, the money that the tax money that goes into that slush fund is controlled by the mayor. Uh, it's over a billion dollars, uh, even, I don't know, it might be close to a billion and a half now a year. And and what, what it's done, is it's been there long enough, and each mayor has had access to it and control of it, that everybody knows that's how things operate. And that's that's the funny money that's used to kind of pay things off, make things run okay, even though it's a mess because 
because because the mayor gets to control that slush fund. And it's it's corrupt as hell, and, and it's it's sad that it still exists, but uh, nobody wants to take it on at all. And uh, you know, we, there's there's quite a few groups that call out for it, you know, call call out against it, but uh, there's no power to fix that thing now. It's it's the funny money, this uh, slush fund, and the mayor wants to own it, and uh, he or she controls it, and uh, they like it that way. You know, Ted, what's funny is um we have some legacy uh, investigators investigative reporters in this city. I mean, I know every station, every major media station has them, from the uh, uh, Chuck Gowdy with the Amish hips all the way up to Mike Flannery. Do they ever discuss the kind of TIF money? When's the last time there was an investigative report on the billion dollars, which seems like a lot of money in Chicago? Uh, when is the last time that anybody even really looked in it other than wire points? You know, you know, Sean, nobody cares. Nobody cares. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you the reason I can tell you why. In Kenilworth, you know where Kenilworth is? Yeah, it's uh, right, right next to right next to Winnetka. It's like probably the richest individual city in Illinois. Yeah, and you know it has what seven thousand. It's really small. They they just created a TIF in Kenilworth. And TIFs are meant to be to to quote support blighted areas. <laughs> I know what that. It's I mean, great. And, 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 yeah, but, but and, you know Kenilworth, a blighted area. So so this is the kind of problem we have is that TIFs TIFs are a vehicle for for every. Every government in Illinois yeah. gets a slush fund, and that's why nobody wants to kill it, because even Kenilworth wants its own TIF. So nobody's going to complain about Chicago because they want theirs for, for their own city. I mean, TIF is really Democrat speak for the ghetto neighborhood hustle, and Kenilworth is going to get it. And is there anybody that even brings it up? You know, I was astonished to see in the, in the running for mayor, the guy who was supposed to be a Republican, even though he's just a fraud, he didn't even no, he didn't even mention it. And I kept saying to myself, he's got to talk about this. Not even a blurb, not in a debate, nothing. And is it because, and I, and I mean this seriously, is it because we see the numbers in education, the amount of Chicagoans that can even read? Isn't this also a major, major problem, major cornerstone of, of, of Chicago's real problem? It's kind of full of the charlatans that have the scams, the architects that create the scams, and then the morons that are too stupid to figure it out? Well, you know, I, I mean, I think the big problem with Illinois and Chicago is that everybody's living off the There's too many people living off the system, right? There's too many people that got their hand, hands in the cookie jar, and nobody wants to upset the apple cart, right? I mean, that's a lot of a... Uh, uh, Anyway, so yeah, everybody's yeah. got some some benefit from it, and you know, and it also extends to the corporate elite. And this is the problem. You know, I argue that Chicago has has some has some very serious great corporations, right? That in theory could make a difference in squeezing reforms out of Chicago. But you know, I think most of them want to be they they want to be invited to the parties. They don't want to be you know, kept out of the the big functions, and so they have to go along to get along. And uh, they don't oppose the corruptness that we have in Chicago and, and Illinois. So what you're seeing in these Democrat mafia-run areas in San Francisco, and you're seeing people walk away from buildings. We're seeing people, Westfield, for example, is an astonishing deed in lieu where the owners of the Westfield Shopping Center just said, here's the keys, take the 590-some million dollar debt, and uh, we'll see you when we see you. Chicago has 6 million vacant square feet. AT&T is just the latest of numerous, numerous retailers that have pulled out. Those landlords all cozied up to the short-in-the-pants mafia to get their taxes lowered, but still they can't afford it at this when there's no rent coming in, and the capital calls will start coming. Are we seeing deed and lose? Are we seeing foreclosures the way I think they are, the way I often read about in the, in the loop in the city of Chicago? 
Yeah, no, I, I think we are. You know, the, the big deal is going to be so. So here's the thing. Right now, we talked about, um, you know, there's a, a occupancy rate, let's say, call it 80 percent in Chicago. So uh, I should say occupancy, I should say lease rate. Right. So 80 yeah. percent of the buildings are leased. But the reality is, is, if you look at how many people are actually in the buildings, uh, when you look at swipes, which is uh, the castle is the company that does the swipes, mm-hmm. you know, the, the buildings are half full. And so, you know, it takes it takes two or three or four or five years for leases to come up. So the question is going to be, you know, as these leases come up and companies don't don't extend their, their full, uh, you know, use, use the same space they're using today, you could see a massive, massive problem uh, on, on um, what happens with these buildings. And, you know, we've already seen what's happening with the Aon Center and others. Uh, that's the scary part. You know, this, this is what they're calling the doom loop. Everybody should know the word doom loop. Uh, San Fran's in it right now where, you know, I'm you a Mark Faber guy. In. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Come your on. people are coming into the on the trains. Your people are spending money, right? That makes the, the restaurants have trouble. Makes the you know, transportation have trouble. Makes the offices have trouble. Tax tax uh, receipts go down. The next thing you know, uh, you can't afford your police. You can't afford your fire, and you're in a doom loop. And uh, that's the risk we run here in Chicago. And San Fran looks like they're in it. So, um, Brandon Johnson, or as I call him. Big Lori Lightfoot. He, uh, his new administration, they come out and they say something that you know would have shocked decent people, but in Chicago they get excited about it. First, we get the money. Well, when people start abandoning taxes or, or uh, a property, the tax money stops rolling in. When businesses go away, the tax money stops rolling in. But that never really stops the Marxist. The Marxist has new and creative ways to get money. What is the, uh, what is the chatter on the new creative ways that the Brandon Johnson, also known as Big Lori Lightfoot, intends on getting the money? Well, you know, he, he's wanted to do a head tax on people, uh, you know, who work in in the city. He wants to do sometimes you want an income tax. He wants a tax on people uh, coming in on the um, yeah, on the trains. All kinds of stuff. Um, I think he's going to quickly find out. And I think he's already finding out. Even Pritzker's kind of a poo poo a financial tax. You know, like let's do a financial tax every single transaction that uh, the Chicago Mercantile Exchange does. Let's yeah. tax it. Yeah. Um, he's finding that he's not going to get support for that. And, and that he's going to be left with what Lori Lightfoot and Rahm Emanuel were, were left with, and that's property tax hikes. And nobody likes those. So he's in big trouble because if, if he's made all these promises, um, he's going to have trouble with, with, as we just talked about, the tax revenues. And once he starts going after property taxes, watch out because you'll have more people flee. The other thing he wants to do is, is go after the millionaires uh, and people with, with uh, you know nicer homes a big oh. tax on when they sell their homes. So yeah. it's it's going to be it's going to be a war if he starts doing all that. Now two things, um don't ever say poo-pooed and pritzker in the same sentence. Everyone thinks of a tub. <laughs> Secondly, when you talk about income tax, so you'd have a state income tax, you have a federal income tax, and then there's a possibility of having a Chicago income tax? Yeah, you'd have a city tax. You have city income tax. And yeah, you know, I I don't think that'll fly, but then again, you never know what these legislators will do if, uh, if Chicago starts to struggle. Um, you know, will they start adding more taxes out of desperation? Yeah. Why not? So I know that WirePoints is not going to go into the uh, marijuana distribution business or the uh, the video game poker machine business. Have you thought about having a area on your site where you could bet on the new taxes that'll be put on? We could have a long shot like a fentanyl tax, and we could have a for sure thing like a twenty three percent you drive in Chicago tax, like they did in Manhattan. Have you ever thought about expanding revenue at WirePoints? Yeah, that, that's that, yeah. I think those are good ideas. Uh, you know, yeah. another sad one is you know, kind of a crime track, or you know, let people guess what the crime will be on a weekend. But that's that's pretty sad thing to do. 
It's like a revenue think tank. You see what I do to you? It takes a kid from Melrose Park to make it profitable at wirepoints.org because you need to make more go. money because the information you provide for the people that want to be in the know is priceless, Ted Dabrowski, and I appreciate you taking time out to cheat on the morning show by coming on my show. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks joining. so much, Sean. I appreciate it. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. It's Friday. Good pick, squirrel. So I was thinking about our Ted Dabrowski interview, and I don't think Pritzker is going to sell on a national stage. You see, people don't like those. Fred Flintstone-looking guys on a national stage. He's obviously unattractive, and he's 425 pounds. That's not going to go good nationally. It can go good in Illinois because, you know, something for nothing, they'll vote for anybody. Uh, But nationally, I think we have to worry about the guy who's got the Getty money, the guy with the slick back hair, any Tusum Newsom, who was caught in a sex scandal that normally would have offended people, but in California, it's a resume builder. And uh, so is his failed policies, whether it's in business or just uh, the domestic tranquility where the government is supposed to guarantee us. There are a lot of people that look at the results and see that they don't see results. That's they what see I'm an increase in spending, yeah. and they see more homeless people yeah, on exactly. the street, and they say, this Democratic policy isn't working. What it's do you say to them? Democratic policy or Republican policies. It's not a part of the state that doesn't have a challenge. Yeah. You have very conservative parts of the state that challenge, they're challenged in extremes. Yeah. Uh, you have policies and different approaches that are localized. Some are working, some are not. It's almost like he's not the governor. See, the governor, you moron, they're talking about your state, not the Republican holdouts. They're only subjected to your corruption, your incompetence, your failed policies, like in Illinois. Where we got 80% of the state is not part of the short-in-the-pants Mike Madigan mafia. It doesn't matter. They're all governed by the policies of the governor, and he somehow gets to circumvent them. And that's how you know he's running for president. It certainly isn't going to be the portly Pritzker. Jeff and Merwin. Yeah, hey, Sean. I'm finally out of traffic. Want to wish you and the rest of the fathers a wonderful Father's Day. And, oh, uh, my you too. Son, yeah, thank you. Uh, my son will be out in high school in one year, so I'll be in South Carolina or Florida or Tennessee like the rest of us. Oh, um, I love it. Uh, tell, tell Mr. Donald he should promote the, uh, the free train museum out there in Union. I brought my kid once and noticed the Wild Wild West. Unfortunately, they have the time to visit there, but I know next time I'm able to get out to the train museum out there in New York and I'll uh, visit the auction and that's all I wanted to say. Jeff, uh, I, I that, to buddy, huh? that means Thanks the world to me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, it, and, and you know, it's true. Randy Donnelly, when I got out there, first of all, the people that were there, were uh, there were a lot of people that were local and then there were people that made the trip. It is just a fantastic place. Really, I love it. I love it. And he's a wonderful guy, really. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Sean, great show, great recovery for most people ghosting. I can't believe they do that to you. It's ridiculous. Anyhow, who, who ghosting? Uh, oh, you mean you mean uh, who, who are you talking about? Our our guests? Yeah, you said earlier some of your guests uh, called in. No, wait, yeah, what, what what we had was a problem with our phone lines. You know, it isn't just the government that gets hacked. We get hacked too, and it's not by Russians with concentration camp hairdo. It's called no, Peggy. It's, it's from Democrats. And I think those are the scoundrels that are hacking the government. But we'll blame the Russians. Go ahead. Yeah, because they, they, they see you as a threat. 
Uh, hey, I want to suggest a guest you should have on this guy, Richard Barris. He's a great pollster uh, out there. I think you would find him uh, a good uh, guest. Right. Also, I get a message for everybody who's driving up to Wisconsin or Michigan or the summer homes and things like that in Indiana, wherever. Get involved. Do something to change Illinois. Yeah. You just heard the guy from Berlin. Think, He's doing something to change Illinois. He's leaving. You can't change that. Change it. They like it just the way it is, like the Californians. I think the trans issue has is come on as a more div- well divisive issue in the context, particularly of sports, where right. it's also been weaponized. It's been weaponized. What are you talking about, Annie Tusum Newsom? What your slick back hair and your Getty money? Uh, and issues around pronouns. Pronouns. I remember the first time I was on Zoom, and all of a sudden I saw these different pronouns, and that even. I wonder if he was with Jeffrey Tubin on zoom i think it was took me i was like what's this mm-hmm. i didn't fully understand that i think a combination of those factors the weaponization of grievance and dehumanization that i see of politicians that are exploiting this like ron desantis notably but not unique to desantis have also exacerbated this first of all <clears throat> the reason you're fixated on florida is because that's where your in-laws live you moron your own in-laws left california because you made it from the greatest state in the country to one that sucks. And when it comes to this particular topic, you stupid son of a dog, what we're doing here in Florida is we're protecting the girls. The girls. We don't really care what those mentally ill boys who want to dress like the girls and go in the showers with the girls, not like Joe Biden and his daughter, but this one's even more creepy. We're worried about their safety. Now to a story getting a lot of attention. Now I want to take you down to the Tar Heel State, North Carolina Senate Committee, passing a bill that bans males from female sports. And our next guest has quite a story. She's a high school girls volleyball player. She's been urging lawmakers to take action after she suffered a concussion and a neck injury back in September from a transgender player spiking the ball during a volleyball game. I could go on and on about how this incident has affected my life, but I'm not here for that because I'm not here for me. Allowing biological males to compete against biological females is dangerous. When a 17-year-old high school student knows more than the governor that already has a record of destroying arguably the greatest place in the world, it's time to listen to that particular 17-year-old, not the other idiots that want the cover of government as they get to act in a disgusting, despicable way and injure actual women. You see, if you looked at the video, if anybody did, it is a man, a developed man, who spikes a ball into this girl's face intentionally, not to win a game. It's been an ongoing problem. And the government in North Carolina did what governments around the world are supposed to do. They protected the citizens from the evil and the dangerous Bring in Peyton McNabb, the woman you see there on screen and here in person. Welcome to New York. Thank you. You're from Murphy, North Carolina. We've been waiting for you. Yeah, you're in the far (laughs) western part of the state. First time on an airplane. Mm -hmm. First time (laughs) in New York City. Boy, no wonder Fox ratings suck. Just get to the girl, dummy. You're living life. Back on the 1st of September, I've seen the video. You took a shot. It's hard for me to watch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you remember from that? Um... I just remember the very, very silent and shocked gym after it happened. My, I remember the fear from my teammates, knowing that they would have to continue to play the game. Um, yeah, good even thing that's not my daughter. You remember when your father got arrested for destroying a uh, Achilles tenant 
Are you out of your mind that we're letting this happen? Are you out of your fracking mind? And politicians that advocate for this kind of insanity, this kind of stupidity, they're in the lead? After that incident happened, I just remember everyone just so not knowing what to do, and it was just very, very traumatizing. What was your recovery like? It was hard. It was very, it's very slow. Um, it's been, it's been very difficult, you know, not being able to get back into things yeah. as I have in the past. So I'm telling you, Squirrel, to see it, Squirrel was hit with a rocket. The kid jumps up, the boy with a wig on, jumps up and smashes the ball into the girl's face. She's standing about 11 feet away. And in the meantime, whose position did he take on that team? Does that matter? As we watch man after man after man win women's sports. It's another reason not to watch men in costumes chasing balls. Literally, men, even though it's a woman's sport. So first, and I have to say this because I think it's really important. Oh, that's a bad. Does it sound bad in your ears? It sounds bad in mine. It's been very difficult, but thankfully I'm, I'm improving. Did you, did you know immediately when when it happened? Did you know you were playing against a transgender? Yes, we did. Okay. So- what do you, th- you, you do? You think uh, Fox knows my word? Do you think you can't spot them? Throughout my career, I have focused on the intersection between medical, mental, and behavioral health. Come on, that's a 65-year-old pop man dressed like a woman, just like this was an 18-year-old boy with shoulders that are bigger than anybody on Fox News is. These are, this, is, this is not a difficult problem to solve. Our real problem is we have lawmakers, representatives, that aren't too bright. And I, I certainly am too, and we know it's a major uh, eatery, not, not just for, for Pennsylvania, but for the East, the East Coast. And a lot of Pennsylvanians are worried that the delays and repairs bring to its standstill deal. Uh huh. The good news is he's for all that trans stuff, too. Just be a Democrat, they'll vote for a pumpkin. 312 642 5600. That's why Roger Pedactor is dead! He found Captain Winky! He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Yes! I want you to have a good Father's Day. Treat yourself like a Ukrainian lobbyist. Boy, are they raking it in. In the meantime, when it comes to this abuse of kids... It's really quite nauseating. And I mean, if you think about Joe Biden in particular with the hairy legs and all the nonsense and the daughter's diary and Tara Reid, I think Tara Reid was only in her early 20s when he raped her. Um, and you look at him last night. He's even creepier as he, get old, as he gets older. You see, last night they were celebrating the lie of a janitor inventing some sort of spice at Frito-Lay or whatever the case is. But um, he was pandering to the Latin community and he was talking about Eva Longorio. And I'll tell you, it's fascinating when you hear him talk. We've known each other a long time. She was 17. I was 40. (laughs) Thank you. Is that only creepy to me? That's a creepy thing, isn't it? Come on, man. He's a sick son of a dog, really. But then again, you look around at these Democrats and you look who they protect. You look what their policies are and you realize it's everywhere they rule. In particular, our once great city of Chicago and including Meg's Field. 
Yeah, Terrell, just a very disturbing story all around. Chicago police say there have been two reported incidents recently here at Magdalia Park where a man allegedly exposed himself to children who were just playing at the park. The most recent happened yesterday, and now police are left wondering if they're connected. We were excited to wear my son out. We have a one and a half year old and he just loves parks. Cecilia Willie and her family are visiting Chicago today all the way from California, hoping to show their son some of the city's best places to play. Oh, well, they this showed him. It's such a fun park. I mean, there's lots of little nooks and crannies for him to explore and, and new, new oh play boy. equipment that we haven't seen before. We love it. Today, Chicago police are warning parents like Cecilia to keep a close watch on their children after two recent incidents incidents where a man exposed himself to both a six-year-old and four-year-old girl. Are you out of your fracking mind? There's a Democrat flashing kids and uh, you gotta you gotta warn you who will be careful. Where are all the fathers at? It's Father's Day. Where are all the men at? You do that in Melrose Park. You'll be going home without a brajal. Are you out of your fracking mind, you scumbag? And Maggie Daly Park. Especially when we're visiting, we're looking for a safe place to take him. And Then you shouldn't have went to Chicago, honey. Yeah, I know it's tough, but you go from California to Chicago, what did you expect, an improvement? It's the same philosophy that destroys everywhere it's taught, it's ever touched. Everywhere. It's called the Marxist Mafia. And it's a really, really thriving in the once great city of Chicago as it destroys California, as it destroyed New York, as it destroys New Jersey. But that's okay, because there's still places in this country where this kind of thing is frowned upon. We don't call them minor, attracted people we call them cadavers. In the meantime, everybody have a great Father's Day and a great weekend. And remember, it's American Dark Ages, but it's still America. Cue the music, Squirrel. January 6th, the guys who are, have been refused a court date and wrongfully prosecuted for protesting the most obvious election theft in world history. Go ahead. United States of America.
Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, even if they're mothers that are doing two jobs. Happy Father's Day. Enjoy yourself. If you're in Chicago, keep your head on a swivel and keep your kids away from Democrats without pants on, even if you think they're a woman. you got a 50-50 chance you're wrong. Well, we'll see you on Monday. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.